This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, May 18th, 2011. I'm Caleb Brown. Marriage equality is a constitutional issue, a federal issue, according to attorney David Boyas. Equal protections enshrined in the 14th Amendment demands marriage equality now. We spoke about the case of Perry v. Schwarzenegger at a Cato Institute forum on the subject held today. Given the standard libertarian argument that that, uh, the government ought to get out of the business of marriage altogether, failing that, why not leave this in the hands of states? Why not let federalism uh, help us establish what should and should not be when it comes to marriage? I think primarily because the Equal Protection Clause and the Due Process Clause are part of the national constitution. Um, The whole point of passing the 14th Amendment was that there were certain constitutional standards that ought to apply to all of the states. And that when you were talking about fundamental rights, like the right to marry, that was something that you needed to have protection for people in every state. Uh, Fourteen times, I think, fourteen or eighteen times um, since 1988, the United States Supreme Court has held that marriage is a fundamental right It is a right that is inherent in the right to liberty, to association, to due process, to equal protection. Those are national rights. Uh, You don't want to put the freedom of press up to a vote state by state. You don't want to put the right to be free from government intrusions into your home up to a vote state by state. You don't put the right to marriage as a fundamental right up state by state. Um, For example, you had a situation um, where Wisconsin passed a law that said uh, people who have abused an initial marriage can't get another marriage license. If you have failed to pay child support or done other things that are inconsistent with fulfilling your marriage responsibilities, you can't get another marriage license. Uh, The United States Supreme Court said no. Uh, that's unconstitutional because the right to marry is so fundamental that even if you've got a good reason for taking it away, I mean, Wisconsin obviously had a rational basis for deciding that if you've abused one marriage, you don't get a second chance. You can't impede the right to marry. So I think it's a national right. It's a right every American, every human being ought to have. Suppose that marriage is not a fundamental right. Suppose the Supreme Court reverses all of that. Um, Suppose uh, that what you do need is a rational basis to maintain prohibitions at the state level on marriages. What then? One of the things that the court held in the case that we just tried about a year ago, Perry against Schwarzenegger, was that there was not even a rational basis for prohibiting gay and lesbian marriage. And that was based on an extensive trial record in which we set out to prove two things. We set out to prove that depriving gay and lesbian citizens of the right to marry seriously harmed them and seriously harmed the children that they were raising. And we set out to prove that there was no basis to believe that prohibiting gay and lesbian marriages had any redeeming social benefit. didn't help anybody. It didn't help heterosexuals to deprive homosexuals of the right to marry, for example. And we proved that. We proved that not only through 
expert witnesses of our own, uh, the leading experts in child development and psychology and anthropology and sociology uh, and a, a variety of other scientific areas that had studied the issue. But we demonstrated that from the defendant's own witnesses. The defendant's own witnesses admitted under cross-examination that depriving gay and lesbian citizens of the right to marry seriously harmed them and seriously harmed the children that they were raising. They also admitted that they had no evidence at all that depriving gays and lesbians of the right to marry benefited anybody. Now, under those circumstances, there is simply not a rational basis for the state to say, we're going to limit marriages to people of the opposite sex. A rational basis argument, some would argue, could include uh, procreation. It could include other things that are not a part of uh, homosexual relationships. They would make they would make that case. Except that the uh, witnesses from the defendants, not just our witnesses, but the defendants' own witnesses, admitted as they had to that uh, there was no impediment to procreation by allowing gay and lesbian marriages. Um, there is only an impediment to procreation if somehow you discourage heterosexuals from getting married. And there isn't any evidence at all that permitting marriage equality in any way discourages people from getting married. I mean, think about it. If um, uh, you know anybody who is about ready to get married, any um, heterosexual couple, uh, do you think they're going to say, well, our gay friends down the street are uh, going to get married, so we don't want to? Or uh, do you know any happily married couple who, when they learn that gay marriage is going to be permitted in their state, are going to say, well, let's get divorced, Sadie. We don't want to get married anymore. Um, I mean, if you think about it just from a common sense standpoint, um, people get married for a variety of reasons. But the fact that gay or lesbians can or cannot get married is not going to affect the heterosexual desire to get married. Uh, now, that's common sense. But in addition to that, if you look at the evidence, you look at the statistical data, you look at the hard scientific data, and you look at places where you have had uh, marriage equality, uh, that has not undercut what it's sometimes called traditional marriage, marriage between men and women. Uh, it just it's, it doesn't, the evidence is not there. Why this case now? Mm -hmm. I, I think um, for several reasons. Uh, one, uh, the time is right, um, just as it was with Loving, um, the anniversary of which we you know, celebrate uh, on, on June 12th. Um, uh, what you have is a recognition, I think, increasingly, that uh, gay and lesbian citizens deserve the same equality that all other citizens deserve. I think, I think the second thing is that the evidence of the harm that depriving gay and lesbian couples of the right to marry causes them and causes their children is now particularly clear. I think a third um, reason for this particular case was because in California, 
you had a very clear example of a right that had been recognized, constitutional right, recognized by the California Supreme Court, the right to marry, that was then taken away by an initiative. So that you had not only a situation in which people were being deprived of the right to marry, but what had happened is a right that they had previously had was being taken away. And that's something that is sometimes uh, important under Supreme Court uh, precedent. You also had this peculiar crazy quilt in California where you have 18,000 people that were married before the initiative was passed. Um, and those 18,000 18, couples, those 18,000 gay and lesbian couples that are married, those are valid marriages. Even California recognizes those. But the gay and lesbian neighbors who are in exactly the same situation can't get married. And in fact, if one of those 18,000 gets divorced, they can't remarry. They can't even remarry the person that they were married to before. That is a pretty good illustration of an irrational statutory scheme. So you had a combination, I think, of, of circumstances that made this the right time and the right case in the right place to bring this lit- litigation. David Boyes is an attorney for the plaintiffs in the marriage equality case of Perry v. Schwarzenegger. You can watch the forum at Cato.org.